Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. Joining me, and always, the god of pick and vinegar and the deity of bullshit, Charlie Butter. I know you picked that specifically because of who our guest is today. Uh, that is definitely part of it, and that it, it came in. I probably would have done it this week anyway, honestly, with all that shit going down, but I'll let our guest handle that on his show this week. So, our guest this week is Ed from Pod Van Dam. Hi. You're right. We're going to talk about Maki Ito. I'm very excited. I was hoping you were going to say hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have never seen Maki Ito wrestle, but between her, but between hello, motherfucker, and her going back and forth with Candy Doc on Twitter, I think she's my favorite wrestler. Dude, I said, like, I liked her from Twitter stuff until I watched that YouTube video about her career, and it's, like, super interesting. Like, her whole story is fucking insane, where she's, like, in an idol group, and they get fired her for being, like, boring and ugly, and, like... <laughs> Now she's like this wrestler that's just like this really expressive, pretty, like most like her whole thing. She's the most cute wrestler. Like, oh, God, can you imagine like getting out of that failed idol world? Because it's not like she was in a big group and now being this. They don't let her win this tournament. They're fucking insane. Well, Cody's ah. a big fan because he posted something that he that he hopes she wins. So I think Co- <laughs> Cody's a fan. Well, Cody fucking talked to Kenny. <laughs> My cousin does something with idols over in Japan. Like, I don't, I don't know if he has, like, what he does specifically, but I know he does stuff with idol groups all the time over there. I have to talk to him about that and see if he knows her. The only thing that worries me is that, like, she's in the same group as Aja Kong. It's like, yeah, that's, that's just that, like, the, my two picks to win the tournament are Makito and Aja Kong, and one of them, at least one of them's not getting past the second round. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who booked, like, who, who booked this shit? Oh, my God. I like that it's 2021. I'm still like, no, I can't picture anybody beating Aja Kong. (laughs) I've seen Aja Kong. Aja Kong's the reason WWF killed off the women's division in like 95. They brought her her in. She got a few with Maduka. She took a chick on on live television. It's like, oh, we can't have our women doing this shit. Like, better than the shit you're putting out there, Vince. Like, let's fucking go. She scared Vince. (laughs) Probably stiffed Vince in the back. Vince can't handle a strong woman like Aja Kong. That's the problem here. It it, it uh it like makes him question his masculinity. It's probably it's sad for Vince. <laughs> but what about China? Huh? What about China? <laughs> what about Beth Phoenix? The Glamazon, the glamorous Amazon. <laughs> Isn't that what Santino would call her? He just take the words apart. <laughs> yeah, I I I think that I think that was actually. Oh uh, fuck you, Santino! It sucks. Uh, <laughs> I know he's listening. <laughs> Piece of shit, he sucked. I, I, you know what? For, you know what you want about Cantina Morella, but he got that stupid Cobra thing over and fuck for a while. Yeah, but with like 2009 raw audiences, so that doesn't count. Like that's the dumbest group of humans to ever <laughs> like, be assembled. I think right now doesn't count. If there were live crowds right now at like Raw, those would be the dumbest humans ever so- assembled. So but, here's the real question. If he faced the boogeyman, would the boogeyman put worms in his human mouth or in, in the socks mouth? 
You would put them both. in both mouths. 100% both. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. That's what you do at that spot. And trust me, I'm really good at coming out of these spots. I came up with the great Dan the Dad one. Dan the Dad told me it was money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Shout that out was, to my new friend, Dan the Dad. That was my favorite interaction on Twitter last week. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you came around to Dan the Dad. That's just that's just wonderful. Uh yeah, man, it's funny. Like it's it's too stupid to not be funny. Um it's nothing I'd want on my card. <laughs> but uh or maybe it is. Like I'm still back and forth on this. Like is it is it like a parody of gimmicks or is this or is it really just like Danny Adams as a dad? I don't know. I'd like to ask him. <laughs> like What's the deal here? Because I'm sa- I'm worried he'd just be like, no, I'm just I'm the dad. I say dad things. It's like, oh, never mind. So when are you guys going to interview him on Pod Van Dam? <sighs> I think right, we got Dan the Dad booked right after Rob Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's weird. I don't want to put them in the same breath. One's just a silly gimmick and the other is a pervert. I was just trying to think of like who equally has no chance of ever coming on our show. <laughs> I would hope Rob Feinstein had no chance of coming on anybody's show at this stage. Who fucking knows, dude? I can't believe he's still involved in wrestling. That's so fucking weird. He, uh, at, at WrestleCon, I wanted to buy a Ribera jacket, it's, which is, I know is stolen Valor, but I don't care. Um, and I was like, hey, how much is that Ribera jacket? And when the guy turned on to tell me, it was Rob Feinstein. And I can't even remember how much he said, but I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like that. That whole thing broke out, broke down, and I already had tickets to the next R A show in Dayton, and I just like, you know what? I've never already got my fucking money now. I may as well just go to the show, dude. You probably could have got that jacket for eighteen dollars. If you if you told, no matter told what he him, told I'm you, 18, you could have just I'm, been like, really "Lol," 14. I'll pretend you said eighteen, and just give him eighteen dollars. Yeah. That would have been it, dude. <laughs> That would have been so funny. <laughs> you told me a price, and I said, LOL, I'll pretend you said 18. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I would have been witty instead of, like, disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, let's get into what's on IWTV this week, and then we can get into this uh, this horrendous review we're going to do this week. So starting on Friday, they're going to have the RF Shoe video series. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. no I, I think that's going on to the GTW network. <laughs> All right. Be on Pluto TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. They're not doing that. Uh, all right. So Tuesday, February 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents Action Clash episode 23. Wednesday, February 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro Wrestling presents No Hook episode 2. And then we don't have anything until Saturday, February 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, H2O Wrestling, Heir to Thy Throne. Fancy. Sounds more fancier, according to that Tremont. And then Sunday, we have three <laughs> shows. Uh, the first is, uh, let's see, Sunday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Eastern, First Wrestling Live. Then at 7 p.m., we have Violence X Suffering, Stay High, and then... At 8 p.m. Eastern, we have First Wrestling Live yet again. So we're getting uh, three shows next Sunday. With that uh, Paradigm Pro show, No Hook, right? Mm-hmm. What if like Taz was like, I want to let my, I want want my son to come work your show <laughs> to get experience, and they're like, No, No Hook, <laughs> it would, man. It would throw all our booking into disarray. It's called No Hook, Taz. We can't have him around. <laughs> At the selling point is this like listen we might book 
uh, Sid Vicious. We might book uh, one of the Bushwhackers. We don't know. You know who won't be books? Hook. <laughs> no, what you do, you have somebody do a Captain Hook gimmick when you tell them no, and I, we can have no hook. We can we get no hook. We can have one. <laughs> Lewis Linden, go get your booking, dude. <laughs> Now's your time. You've been training this for years. This is it. It's your moment. Go be a pirate and punch people in the balls. Come out the ludicrous. <laughs> go, go, Take your go little be- belt. Swing it around like it's your pee pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go be a pirate. Tell Matt Riddle like a pookie. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right no, nothing nothing on that one okay nope nope uh matt riddle last time was last time he's in aiw was that show where uh the headhunters told us to go come on our bellies right yeah I, I i joke about matt riddle i actually like matt riddle i did an evolve seminar when gabe was actually still doing something that wwe wasn't paying for and matt riddle was one of the trainers there i like matt riddle he was good to me i have to make fun though I don't. <laughs> I just want to get that on the record. That I don't like Matt Riddle. You don't like him now. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I was a pretty big fan then. Later learned some things. Yeah. No longer a fan. I mean, there's a reason why we no longer have any of the old episodes up on uh, up on here. Because I used to talk about somebody that is a giant piece of shit uh, almost every episode. And I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm going to take those down because I don't ever want to talk about them again. So we lost all those hours of you praising Vince McMahon. <laughs> no, no, apparently they look a bigger sh- a peak of shit than Vince McMahon. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sometimes I like to fix the old fish tank and think about like, like how funny it would be if that rumor was true of Vince McMahon covering up uh, Snooka's girlfriend's murder by convincing cops. He's like, no, he's a wild man. He can't even speak English. Whoa! Like, Jimmy, that. act crazy. So my most up part about that is you're you fucking cutting promo in English. Like, oh, you don't watch goddamn TV. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you remember that episode of Raw where Alexa Blick trying to get Nia Jack against Aka by saying Aka saying all this bad shit about her, and Nia Jack goes, "I know you're full of shit because she doesn't speak English." And I'm like, she's been speaking English the entire fucking time. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, like, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad you caught on to the room, but that's the dumbest fucking reason. <laughs> like the missing man's brain. There's like, no, there's no way she can speak English. She's from another country. <laughs> She's not from England. She can't speak English. <laughs> oh, she can't speak England think... either, Vin. Ah, ah, fuck that. I think he's been dead for months. Just <laughs> weekend at Bernie's like, him around. Weekend of, yeah, there's just weekend at Bernie's him. Wheel him out there. <laughs> like, he's been dead for 14 years. I call him Glimmo Blow Up on live television. <laughs> uh, were you one of the ones that called to, to check on him? <laughs> no, but Capocli, a curtain twice impeached former president, won. Capocli uh, actually sent like a fucking letter to the company, like, I'm sorry about what happened to Vince. Like, really, dude? Paul, sorry about your father in law. <laughs> he was really confused when, when Vince showed up at, at the White House. <laughs> they took that photo together. <laughs> Is he a ghost? He's a ghost in the White House with me. Yeah, Vince McMahon wanted to join the mystery. The, yeah, wanted to join uh, Mystery Incorporated, and it's like, well, the best way to catch ghosts is to be a ghost. <laughs> what? Stephanie kicked the chair out from under. 
He can't hang himself, though, because his neck is so thick and muscly from all the years of steroid abuse. We have completely gone off the rails in 11 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the show completely ruined any chance I ever had to work for WWE. That's fine. Oh, man. No, here's what you do. I've been working this angle. <laughs> Try to convince Tony Khan that Triple H wants to hire you. Well, simultaneously tried to convince Triple H that Tony Khan wants to hire you. How's that working out for you? It hasn't yet, but I'm I'm so sure that it will. I've seen some of the people that have been signed lately. <laughs> like, um, I think if you just try to convince them the other one wants you, you get signed at this point. Oh, wait, oh what? Come on. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm usually all for going off the rails, and at this point, I'm just... <laughs> Letting you guys do your bits. God, imagine like the creative meeting and NXT where they're like, Elena Black was on dark. We can't let Tony Khan get Elena Black. We gotta sign her right now. This company can't survive without Elena Black. And Tony gets her its curtains for next Wow. Okay, Elena Black be on the AEW women's roster would make exactly what four women worth watching on that show? <laughs> Who are the other four? Uh, Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker. Okay, she'd be the third. I don't think she counts, brother. <laughs> the fact that you didn't mention Layla Hirsch or uh, Thunder Rosa, it's unfortunate. Thunder Rosa would be the third. Would be the other one. Thank you. I knew there was somebody I was missing. Now Maki Ito. Yeah. Well, Maki Maki Ito now. Yeah. Somebody as shit. Yeah, assuming they let Maki Ito do anything besides the tournament, which they fucking better. I'm sorry. Like, this thing got more buzz than anything they've done, with the exception of Kenny Omega going to fucking Impact. Are, are like, you they, sure they about have, that? They, they have to. They have to bring her into the fucking thing. Shaq hasn't gotten them more buzz. Really? Yeah, I haven't guys, heard that much about Shaq. Everybody thinks that's going to be awful, and I'm like, yeah, it will be. But like, who doesn't want to watch Cody Rhodes wrestle Shaq? Even I do. Like that's such a weird fucking sentence. That brain, your brain should never put that those words together. And like, it's gonna be terrible. Shaq is like what fifty two? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Up there, Shaq is <laughs> fucking sixty seven years old. Hey, Shaq's been in a WrestleMania with literally no height. With literally, hey, what's Shaq doing in the Battle Royal? <laughs> and lost. I mean, it's. I guess maybe it's better than Snoop Dogg doing frog splashes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, at least like Shaq was good at basketball. Snoop was never good at rap. <laughs> and there goes my chance of her being in a Snoop Dogg video. Thank you. Ed. <laughs> I could have done a Corona commercial with him, but no, fuck you. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's get into this review. Okay, so uh, before before we even get into this, this is going to show that you specifically choke, Ed, and we asked about this a little bit last week. How do you even find these fucking shows on goddamn IWTV? Like, do you just like, I, like Ricky Fuji on this card? He's been around for like a hundred years. Do you just go, <laughs> I wonder if Ricky Fuji doing anything lately? Oh, hey, new company on IWTV. Like, how the, or um, like, the, like your cat up on the keyboard? Like, how do you find it? Um, so like, I follow IWTV on Twitter, right? And they'll just tweet like, oh, we picked this up. And like the one, I never thought about it until I heard you guys say that. And they're like, oh, we got YMZ. I was like, holy shit, they got YMZ. And then, like, I did things like, why the fuck do I know what YMZ is? Like, and I knew exactly what it was. Like, oh, it's that comedy promotion. Okay. And it's like, I don't know how I learned that. I have no idea. But with 2AW, I know exactly why I know what 2AW is. <laughs> so, 2AW is like the offshoot of Kai and Tai Dojo. 
but more importantly, like a bunch of podcasts that cover wrestling were talking to AW at this time last year because along with Big Japan, 2AW was the only promotion that ran through COVID. Uh-huh. So they were the only thing happening. So people were reporting on like full 2AW cards. <laughs> Talking about how awesome this Kaiji Tomato uh, Takazawa strongest K tag title run is. <laughs> because like their crowds are so small that <laughs> they never had to get cut off. They just spaced people out more. Wow. <laughs> and that, and with that, we bring you. Yeah, whoever, whoever cracked that can open, fucking bring one over here. We gotta talk about this show. <laughs> yeah. And with that, we bring you from 2AW Active Advanced Pro Wrestling and their Chai Battle 80 that took place on December 2020 at the 2AW Square in Chiba, Japan. Uh, attendance of 67 officially according to Cage Match. And you're telling me that's pretty much what they were drawing pre-pandemic? I was actually not going to make fun of the draw, but fuck, dude. <laughs> that's about it, man. Uh, and for like people that listen to the Heat Up episode, this is not going to be that. I don't know that much about 2AW. I just heard about them through the pandemic. And this is like the first time I got to watch them because like I'm not going to track that shit down. It's not that important to me. And like I know of a couple people. Like I know of at least one person in every match, so that's good. But, like, I don't have, like, background on everybody. So you're not going to be able to tell us about, like, somebody's impressive ball work that they've been doing for several years? <laughs> yeah. I would only, if someone did ball work, I, this would be one of the first times I would ever see Ch- Chicharito Shoki's ball work. <laughs> <laughs> only on this show would that be a content. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, getting put in the title too. again. We're gonna talk. You're <laughs> gonna talk about ball work. You got to talk about the ball work. Uh, Manil Fujita just did like a match a couple months ago, and he's worked in heat up, and he's worked ball work, but he's now done anus work too. <laughs> <laughs> he punches you in your butthole a lot. My hole. My hole. <laughs> full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Full circle. Actually, before we go any further, can we congratulate fucking KG Mudo on winning the goddamn GHP title? You can. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I, I'm so salty about it. I still haven't watched the match. I'm sure it's going to be good, but I'm just like. I mean, I, I wouldn't have taken the boat off of Goji Agaki for anybody, much including Mudo, but yeah, 58 year goal, and I got enough faith in him to fucking give him the belt. So. Yeah, but like, it, I think it's just because it's this title run. If it was anybody else in any other title run, I wouldn't have a feeling, but it's like, I don't know. This is a really great title run. It just ended the 58 year old catchy Mudo. I mean. Arguably one of the greatest of all time to do it, so it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm excited for it, but like I'll probably never. I don't really care outside of like, oh, cool. He's the third person to ever do like win all the major championships in Japan, but whatever. He's never won that heat up Universal title. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we get <had> major championship, <laughs> not majorist. I understand. It's got an arrow on it that points up. <laughs> the arrow, like heat up. Get it? No, they do it when he's worrying about upside down. <laughs> so, <laughs> Goldberg would figure it out. <laughs> figure out a way to do it. God. All right. Let let get let try to get through the review. I'm sure we're gonna go way off the rail during the review of Wild Man, but <laughs> okay. Interesting show. Go. There's somebody in the ring cutting some kind of opening for the first four minute and thirty seven seconds of the show. Yes, I put a watch to it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what. I'm like, okay, it's just like the standard like opening and greeting. No, the dude ends up fucking leaving the ring. And then there's a pawn. And then we get a an in-ring promo 
from four of our people in the main event. I'm going to butcher the name. I think that's part of the reason people lick them to the show. <laughs> Ayami Nakamura, Ayoto Yoshida, Kotaro Yoshino, and Tank Nagai. And they cut a promo for a while. And I've got no idea what they're saying because I don't speak Japanese. They start leaving the ring, and we are now 11 minutes into the show, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming the promo was to push the main event for the night. But that's an assumption. I don't know. You gotta think. <laughs> I was convinced for the first 30 minutes that they recorded this with no sound, because I couldn't even hear the crowd or anything, because my TV was acting up, and like the, there was just no audio. So I finally like changed the inputs and changed it back and, it, and all of a sudden there was audio and i was like oh okay i just literally thought that they were just didn't record any audio so you could hear no crowd sound it was just people doing things okay that could definitely a show that would have done better with some kind of commentary uh the thing they do with the ymz shows which like i think they should look into doing with this although like i don't know if ymz is sounding that way is ymz has subtitles because a lot of it's comedy based so, like, you got to listen to the ref talk to the wrestlers and you have to know what's going on to be able to follow what's happening. So, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what this needed. Because, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck was happening. And I said, this is not a good start. Jayhawk, I would like to point out that you just said you don't speak Japanese. So what would announce, like, what would commentary do for you? Because you don't speak Japanese. <laughs> okay, well, well, here's the thing. Like, I can watch New Japan with Japanese commentary. Even though I can't really follow along what go, what they're talking about, like, story-wise, the Japanese announcers have some emotion, and I can kind of pick up through them when something's supposed to be a big deal. Here, they can just, uh, they can, like, go into an independent promotion where I where you don't know anybody, and nothing makes any sense. Oh, man, I'm looking at the cage match for this, <laughs> and, like, I'm putting things together now. I was like, oh, no shit, okay, so I, do, I know some more people than I thought I did. <laughs> Well, literally, the only person I knew before the show is in the opening match. That's not true, and I'll get to it. There's somebody else that we all know on this card. <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep we'll, we'll when we get there. But our opening contest featured Takuro Nikki against Ricky Fuji. And like, Ricky Fuji is the one name I recognize when I look at the line, when I looked at the lineup. Yeah, that guy's been around. I, I, I jokingly got 100 years early, but he legitimately been wrecking 30, 35 years. Like, he's been around forever. Uh, I just talked to Bahu on a podcast reading the Patreon, and he said that Ricky Fuji has never had an injury ever. He's never missed a show for injury. He's never been like, like he's he's been hurt, but he's never in the entire history of his career had an injury. Hmm. Yeah. So like he might be the softest worker of all time. <laughs> Ten ply. Yeah. Or the, or the smartest worker of all time. He doesn't does, does yeah, look yeah. like he take doesn't look like he take a lot of bump today. I mean, man, I mean, he didn't take that many when he was gonna prime either. Dude, it's like him and the Miz. They just don't do anything, so they don't get hurt. Yeah, thirty-two years like a pro. First match, cage match, Hank lifted on June twenty-eighth of nineteen eighty-eight. Jesus, <laughs> go away, Ricky. Um, he, he, he's only about four years older than the top WWE record right now. I joke. <laughs> He, uh, Ricky Fuji, like, fucks, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that dude has for sure had chlamydia. Like, he, I think that's his gimmick is, like, I've been fucking since the 80s. And I have had several STDs. Because you're kidding, he's the Ric Flair of Japanese wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but, like, mixed with John Bon Jovi. Also, uh, this is what I noticed, that, like, old Ricky Fuji's body is, like, three-fourths torso. And he has these stumpy little legs, and he's like a human corgi. 
and that's all I could focus on is how long Ricky Fuji's torso is now. It's like he's shrunk, not re- like his legs have got shorter. He just got like stretched out. He's the same height. Okay, so match itself is not much to talk about with it. It's really super basic. Again, Ricky Fuji, probably the smartest director of all time. Here- <laughs> Here's one thing I noticed, and I, I made mention that that could have used commentary, so there would at least be some emotion. Like maybe I understand like when something and something supposed to be important for what's going on. But this is a one camera shoot, and somehow the audio was like half a second off. Like you would see the bump, and then like a second later you would hear the bump. Like wait a minute, it's a one camera shoot, you can't get the audio right. Uh, they're working things out, all right. Taka left, and he's the guy that knew how to do that. So, so he's gonna learn now. Are you sure about that though? Because remember when uh, was it Funaki used to say something, and then it would take like five seconds, and then you'd hear indeed. So, like <laughs> maybe that's just the same concept there with the kind tie. So Takaro- going for a, going for a Godzilla effect with the with the count of the bump that we were yes. <laughs> Takaro Nikki is a Wrestle 1 guy. This is where he ended up when Wrestle 1 closed. He's like pretty much been 2AW since then. So that's neat, I guess. <laughs> He's probably stoked Budo won the title. Or like mad because he ran that company to the ground and now he doesn't have a job. Yeah, Wrestle 1 leaked had like some respect from people and now he's working for 2AW. <laughs> He's like, I used to wrestle Corkin, guys, I swear. Now he's losing to Ricky Fuji and fucking. The shed that Kai and Tai Tocho used to tape in. Like, uh, Rookie Fuji gets the pin with a necktie DDT. Kevin Minnick and I've got Kevin 34, Cage Match and Kevin 43. That, that DDT is fucking dope, though. Like, Ricky and, Fuji didn't do much, but that DDT is fucking bonkers. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go from there. Again, I'm going to butcher these names Chicharito Shoki Verkataji Takinawa. If you ask me to say these names three times fast, <laughs> fuck you. Not going to happen. So Takazawa is the guy I know in this match. Uh, he's like a longtime Kai and Tai Dojo guy that's now 2AW because like that's what it turned into. Like this has been his own promotion pretty much from get-go. Okay. Th- this is actually not horrible. It's not good by any means, but it's not horrible. We got some g- good mat wrestling early and the crowd is responsive to it. They're uh, appreciative of it. Tycoon Tower is working over Shoki Glay quite a bit. It actually bucked out an Indian Deathlock, which I love that fucking move. Uh, Shoki does begin to uh, make a comeback. You can defeat. He forgets to go the leg, and that killed it. Uh, so, uh, something about this match that wasn't in, like, many of the other matches that we're going to talk about is, like, this match had a story, and it was, like, this young kid impressing the veteran. And, like, I think that alone might have made it, like, one of the better matches of the night, for real. Like, they, they like, went out there with, a, like, an idea in mind, and then they did it. Which is, like, the bare minimum of wrestling. <laughs> but, like, they did it. Okay, so, Taka Kawa got the guy advantage in this match, and they started doing a strike battle near the end. And this looks like freaking Marco Stunt trying to strike with anybody. Like, why are you doing <laughs> the strike battle here? Because he has heart. And Gotta impress Takazawa. At that fighting spirit, I guess. Yes. Uh, good fit. A very, a very good finish here. Talking coward catching a kick, turn into an ankle lock, then have to turn the ankle lock into the leg kicker because he won't tap to finally get the tap out. I've got nine forty-five on my clock here. Nine fifty-one according to cage match. We're in, we're in the ballpark here. Yeah, I I agree with Ed. I, this does tell a, a good cohesive story for the most part. This is one of the better matches of the show. 
Yeah, I think it's because like Ricky Fuji's too old to care, and Takazawa's older, but like he's not old enough that he doesn't care anymore. Like he went out, he didn't. Ricky Fuji was okay having a, a knockout match as long as he got bit. Like Takazawa didn't want to have a bad match, so he went out there with this like this young dude. They put together a nice little story, then they told it, and then like because it's Japan, like the older guy wins because he's more experienced. It's wrestling, <laughs> like it was nice. Any further thought? Any further thought, Charlie? Indeed. Okay, go. Then we get a tag team match. We've got the Andrew Kingdom of Chango and the Andrew King Takuma. Yep, that's how they have it named with the Andrew King Takuma. Not King Andrew Takuma. The Andrew <laughs> King Takuma. <laughs> Taking on Kengo Mishimo and Tetsuya Hanami. Okay, so I was like, the only person I know in this is Kengo Mishimo, because he's, he's done some All Japan spots. I think he was either in Royal Road. Or Champion Carnival, one of the two. But I know I've seen a lot of Kengo Mishimo because of All Japan. And I was like, I don't know anybody else. And I kicked Andrew King <laughs> Andrew King Takuma's cage match. And it's Dinosaur Takuma. Who I was like, oh, fuck. I know Dinosaur Takuma. He's not a dinosaur man anymore. <laughs> but his, his tag partner's not a caveman. <laughs> like, he's a king now. And I don't know when this happened. So I assume, if I, if I had to guess... He became like a king by finding uh, a sword and a sword and stone situation in the I most Jurassic era. I can think of, honestly. <laughs> this is yeah, just some so fanciful wrestling after sword and stone situations happening, and it changes their gimmicks. It's better than like <laughs> King of the Ring happening. <laughs> yeah, fucking in the ring. Bret Hart should have found the fucking, <laughs> fucking rock with a sword in it. Yeah, that would have impressed me. Greasy oh, hands just slipping the sword out. Boot. He like fucking pulls it out. Okay, no, this match, uh, Takuma had grabbed the microphone beforehand. I'm guessing he's doing some kind of royal proclamation. I'm not sure. The match itself is pretty formulaic. formulaic. You get the, the guy getting the crap kicked out of him for a while with his being a Hanami before he makes the hot tag to Mishibo. Pretty easy to follow. It starts to break down about the 10-minute mark with everybody fighting each other. And then we get the finish. Now, the finish, they end up on the floor. And they're fighting on the floor for a little bit. And then for, like, whatever reason, like, the five count, they, the, the heels just start running from the baby fake. And the baby fake can finally catch up to Takuma. And they, like, knock him down. And they throw the floor mat on top of him. They throw the fucking ring apron on top of him. And the referee gets to, like, 18. And instead of going back in the ring to win by count, they just stand there and look at it until the 20 count hit. And it can double count out. And it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> but, then, but then it's not even over yet. Because Takuma and Chango go to the back. We get the challenge from Mishima and Hanami. Hey, let's continue the match. And sure enough, we have a second match. Which ends on a fucking DQ. <laughs> this was shit. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed the first ten minutes of that. And I get Kunika went out to the floor. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, who booked this shit? Clearly not Takamishinoku. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, yeah, the double count made no sense because it wasn't like uh, they got one over on the faces for it. They still lost. Um, and it's not like Kengo Mishimo and Hanami looks smart for like tricking them into it. Uh, I just I don't understand anything that happened here. It's very weird. Like, like, I don't know. I don't even mind double count out and DQ. I know people. I know people really hate them. Don't want them to ever happen ever again. I don't mind them. 
And this would have been a double count out where the four guys are fighting on the floor and it's a pretty good brawl. That's one thing. But like, it's just, it was just like, okay, we're going to run for you for a while. Oh, wait, we got one of you trapped. I don't even know where the other partner is at this point. Oh, wait, I, what do you mean there's a count going on? And it's not like it's just referee making the count, like the, the ring announcer counting over the PA as well. Like, you can't not hear the count. They did do that fun spot, though, where they rolled him up in the ring apron. Like, the Finley spot where you trap him behind it, but then, like, he spun him around and rolled him up in it. Like, untied the gimmick. That was fun. Yeah, that, that was fun, but that was fun. But they had him tied up in that, like, the 17 count, and then they're staring at him, like, what do we do now? <laughs> you should go back to being a dinosaur. He should be a dinosaur and a king. Nobody's king done Luch- that, right? King, king Luchador the first. Tony Khan. Okay. <laughs> Tony Khan, listen, I got an idea. Give me a job. <laughs> now, if you're listening, Triple H, Tony Khan's going <laughs> to give me a job, right? <laughs> so you might want to do that first. You hire Orlando Black. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was for the tag titles, and it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, apparently not. Or I, uh, nothing. I didn't see any. Mention well, there was no commentary to mention it, but I didn't. Yeah, but nothing on cage match about the being a title match. But the champs were in it. I don't know. That's weird. Like, and then Charlie, do you have any thoughts on this, or can we get to what happens after this? Go for it, man. I'm 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 experiencing whole, it through you there's guys. There's a whole last intermission. An entire intermission is just recorded <laughs> and kept in the recording of the show. Oh yeah, I, I did see that actually. Yeah, Jeremy just got up and left. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, is it over? And then it just, like, sat there. I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, it's like a 15-minute intermission, and it's all editing out. You see all these people get up and go buy merch and, like, walk around and stretch their legs. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I think that was the most interesting part of the whole the whole show. It was, like, watching these people buy merch and being so jealous of them that they're <laughs> like, oh, and go to a wrestling show and buy a T-shirt. They're so lucky. Yeah, again, and again, like if there were commentary on the show and they were like talking about stuff during the intermission, that'd be one thing. But one camera shoot, no commentary. We're not going to yeah, bother cutting the intermission out. Commentators should have been there to let us know. Dinosaur Takuba found a sword in a rock in the woods, pulled it out, light shone on him, told him he's a king now. And then he also can't count to 20. <laughs> he's still like, that's the dinosaur part of him. He doesn't understand numbers. <laughs> They haven't told him numbers yet. That's why the count out happened. <laughs> All right. So after the 15 minute of dead air, basically, we go to our next matchup and it's Ayumu Honda against Hiroshi Yamato. Hiroshi Yamato is the other guy that we all know because he was in the heat up show with me, Fujita, doing ball work. <laughs> he sang his own entrance, remember? Okay. And they went in there and they rubbed each other's nipples and like. <laughs> okay, so like now, from that point okay. on, I was like, I think I can't pick a show for IWTV unless Hiroshi Yamato's in it. <laughs> I think he's going to be the connecting fiber to everything. Oh, God. Him coming out with his little raincoat that's like a see-through, singing his little stupid song. Well, if he would have hung a Kentron here, it would have been a lot more interesting than the rest of the show. But He did. He did. They. It was just, they... I think playing a track behind it. It wasn't like heat up where it was like him doing it like karaoke style, right? No words. I think here they played him seeing it while he sang it. Yeah, you gotta I, go back and watch it. Let's all, let's all go back and watch this again. <laughs> no. 
If I have to go back and watch this again, you're going to show me how to fix the fish tank. I'm going <laughs> to. We got Chai Battle 81. <laughs> uh, I, I actually did not hate this match, though. But there was a lot of good Matt wrestling. There was a lot of good commission moving in there. Honda working Yamato's arm because there's a story involved with it. Yeah, no, I did not hate this match. Yamato does win with a modified Mishinoku driver in, a, in about 11 minutes. I didn't hate. I didn't hate this one. It's probably my favorite match in the entire night. Just because there was nothing offensive in it. Yeah, see, Yamato is a good wrestler. Like he's very capable. He's he's actually good at it. Uh, him and y- Honda went out there. They told a story. Like they sold. Like they did mat work. They wrestled. Like they did a cohesive wrestling match. Which at this point, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like that's all I want. Yeah, if the rest of the show would have been like this match, I would have been a lot higher on it. Yeah, it was after this match where I realized, like, everybody was just talking about 2AW because it was happening, not because it was good. <laughs> Took you till this Give match me. to figure that out? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm well, yeah, because then this main event happened. And, like, I know I, I might have said it before we were recording. It says 18.04, but I'm pretty sure this thing is 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I had a stopwatch, too, and I had 17.57. So at that time, it's not that far off. That is fucking wild. This thing drugs so badly. All right, let's go ahead and go into that. We've got Keiji Tomato, Kaiyu Mogami, Reina Shingaki, and Taylor Adam. That name I know. Well, that name I know how to pronounce anyway. I'll I'll say that instead. Again, Ayami Kakamura, Ayato Yoshida, Kataro Yoshino, and Tank Nagai. And yeah, the quick and eight man tag. Uh, (laughs) Let me read read my note verbatim here for you to to give you an idea here. No, as normal for these type of matches, the workers are trading off for the opening. All eight are in the ring. Yoshina team clean count. Kakamura gets isolated. So a woman's getting beat on for nearly a minute before she tags out to Yoshina, and then he gets isolated for a while. Uh, both tag matches contain people just voluntarily standing on the floor instead of standing on the apron for, like, no apparent reason. <laughs> for extended periods of time. Yoshina finally tags in the guy, and the match starts to break down. Yoshina gets caught, which starts a second round of heat. Nope, strike that. The lady crew tagged in. Go the fuck home! Right? <laughs> Everybody does some stuff. They're got, uh, Nakamura hit the plancha onto five people on the floor, and pretty much Yoshina pinned Mogami almost immediately at that point. Started well, and then the last five minutes were just why is the match still going on. All right, Charlie Butters, what are your notes? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, I was thinking about fixing a fish tank to get through this. <laughs> so kaiju tomato is very 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 good like kaiju tomato is is he, is he juicy not <laughs> he's juicy he tastes great oh that's not yeah. we're, we're going to curry man there i'm hard <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> when you squeeze him he explodes in your mouth <laughs> now we're getting an orange cafe wait a minute <laughs> Okay, so try to get through these. All right. Um, I know Taylor Adams because he's Caucasian. <laughs> so um, my notes on Taylor Adams, right? Because I put I put notes on people that I, I had thoughts on. Taylor Adams uh, has some of the most simple offense in the match, but does it so slowly. Uh, it's like he's in he's like he's underwater. Uh, he I don't understand what he's doing here. <laughs> He doesn't fit in at all. Um, just might be honestly one of the worst professional wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. 
Kaiji Tomato, the opposite of that. He's fucking great. Uh, the only bits of this match that were worth a shit was when Kaiji Tomato was in there, keeping it all together, telling a story, doing spots that were fun. Um, everything else is pure indie scummery in the worst way to where like it's all capable. So it's not bad enough that it's funny and it's not good. It's just there. Uh, Ayato Yoshida is dope as fuck. Uh, but I, he didn't do anything in this match, really. I don't understand. I was so excited. I, I picked this one be- before 81 specifically because he was on this card, and he did nothing. He's the 2AW champion. He did fuck all <laughs> in this whole match. It's just Kaiji Tomato is great. Everyone else is terrible. It had no flow. There's no psychology. There's no common thing holding all of this together. It was just... Kaiji Tomato is good. Everyone else is bad. Yeah, according to Cage Match, Taylor Adam has been wrecked in 2011. Get the fuck out of here. I would have guessed that this is like what they felt safe with him doing. Like, we're just starting you out. <laughs> like, yeah, oh and his first, it, the first match they have lifted is November 12th, 2011. He's from New Zealand originally. So he got a lot of matches in New Zealand, Australia the first, for the first while. But yeah, about the last five years or so, he's been mostly between K-Dojo and 2AW, when that's what he's been working. He's been there forever. Dude, he's Cody Hall bad. (laughs) June 1st, uh, actually even before that, full-time June 1st of 2008. But yeah, he got appearance with K-Dojo even before that. Jesus, he's so bad. What are they thinking? That's why Taka left. It's like you guys woke up booking Taylor Adams. December 4th of 2006, the first match with K-Dojo that Cage match happened. Five, four and a half years, over four years now he's been with the company. On purpose? <laughs> Apparently. Like, maybe they don't know he's there still? I don't know. Wow. Is it, is it the JTG thing where he just never answered the telephone? We still look at John. <laughs> he just shows up with all his shit. He shows up in gear. <laughs> They're like, they feel too bad to tell him to go home. I, I I really don't want to shit. I really don't want to shit on anybody, but I mean, this match was just not like like I said. The match was the match was fine to start with. It was up, okay. Up, yeah, up until up until up until the point that Yoshina tag made the hot tag, made the hot tag in the guy, and it started to break down. It's looking bad. But like you guys know this because you review something every week, and like we used to review shit for Pod Indium. The worst thing something can be is okay because you don't really have much to say about it, right? You can't make fun of it. So that's not fun. You can't talk about how good it was. It was just there. It was just okay. So, like, yeah, this main event was just okay. Except, like, Kaiji Tomato. Yeah. And there's, like, that sucks. Like, there's not, there's just not much to say about it. And that's a main event. That sucks. <laughs> like, they did, they did Shy Battle 81 after this. That meant after this main event, they were like, that is good enough that that is going to make people want to come watch more. Uh, well, for what, it, for what it's worth, Chai Battle 81 only drew 48 people because they drew fewer people after the show. <laughs> they said I'm fucking done with Taylor Adams. <laughs> yeah, and they had Taylor Adams team with Hiroshi Yamada, who we've already pranked on this show. Oh, oh no, my boy. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't think I don't think it's any big kicker. I think it's going to be three straight thumbs down, down the line. If somebody wants to disagree with that, please feel free. No, it's definitely a thumbs down. Like, there was good stuff on it, but, like, it was not good at all. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 found, I found Compositive. Like I said, I really enjoyed the semifinal with Honda and Yamato. I enjoyed that match for the most part. 
I enjoyed the uh, Shoki Takakawa match for the most part, aside from the forgetting the color of the leg that's been worked on for 10 minutes. I mean, I, I don't hate everything on the show, but the bad is so bad, I can't justify giving it a thumbs up. It's the worst thing a show can be, and it's terribly boring at times. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember much from it. Right? And I watched this, too. I had to break this up into three chunks, and it's not even a two-hour show if you cut out that <laughs> fucking intermission. I had to break it up into chunks, because, like, this is so fucking boring. Yeah, I forced myself to watch it all at once. Sober. <laughs> I was playing TW during it, and I had to stop, because, like, TW 1996 WWF was way more interesting. I, I think I might have just bankrupted my company because I gave Rey Mysterio $200,000 a month to jump from WCW, and Booker T $250,000 a month to jump, and then Masawa $350,000 a month to jump from all Japan. And I, I, don't, I wasn't aware of this fact. 1996 WWF didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were almost broke, man. Yeah, I think I would have bankrupted it. Even though they were going to sign Bret Hart to like a 10-year year deal for like millions of dollars and then back out at the last second i just well, gave that deal to masawa apparently well they were all going they were all going to defer a lot of that money to bret hart like the fucking bobby bonilla deal with the Mets. Oh. Bobby, bobby bonilla still game paid for the fucking met and he had not play a game of baseball in like 15 years that's wild like bobby bonilla the smartest man alive and he signed that fucking contract where he's getting paid and he's like too old to play baseball now it's like him and robert Downey jr right because Robert Downey Jr. signed that Iron Man contract where he made a percentage of the money made by the movie. And, I'm, and those movies are still making money even though they've been out of production for how long? He's so smart. Thumbs down on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to reiterate. Don't watch this. Oh, I hope they get some good 2AW shows because like the way people talked about it while it was going on is like there was some really good stuff happening. But uh, yeah, not on this. Well, in fairness, I watched an ICW No Hold Barred show when they first came back during the pandemic and went, oh, I really enjoyed them. I have a feeling <laughs> it's because with the first live wrestling I had seen of any kind in four months, I woke in fucking WWE or AEW that I said that. <laughs> and I've enjoyed nothing they've done since that show. It, I don't like the deathmatch wrestling anyway. I really surprised I like the first one. And then it's just, I can't get into it now. I've only oh, gone dear. back and watched uh, Dom Garini's matches on it. That's it. I've watched those and then like I skip to those, watch those, and then sometimes Nolan Edward uh, his matches and then that's it. Because yeah, I'm Jared, not... I didn't know you uh, you were in a deathmatch school because my suggestion was going to be like you know what in like a couple months I'll be back on and we'll do a freedom show to make up for this. <laughs> well, originally I had I was going to pen you in for a Big Japan show in December because I was going to try to have a guest on every week for the month of December. Okay. And uh, you never answer your DMs on Twitter. And we talked about this later. And uh, yeah, so like you never got back to me in time. So we, I just never did it because yeah, we're gonna do, um, we were going to do Big Japan. <laughs> I know more about freedoms than Big Japan. Okay. So, but hopefully Jerry gets some more obscure like Japanese indies on there. Because I'd like to do that again. We, I, I feel like this show was like a, a mishap and it won't happen again. I feel like there's more good than bad. And I just, I, I just picked the wrong show, and that's on me. <laughs> you, only had, you only had two to choose from. They had a 50-50 shot at it. Dude, when they said that they were getting, like, a company that has worked with New Japan before, my thought was, like, holy fuck, what if it's triple six? 
And I got so pumped. I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see some nine-year-old girl being The Undertaker wrestling on Rio. See, I would have been fine with that. That that would have been cool. Yeah, I I, I know some of those characters. That would have been cool. I'd be down to watch that. So, Jared, uh, you going thumbs down as well? Yeah, I'm going thumbs down as well. I hate to do a thumbs down on any show. Like, I always try to be positive about the show, but the the bad was just too bad for me to justify even a thumbs in the middle on the show. I I disqualify myself because I didn't even finish it, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you you don't even make it to Hiroshi Yamato? I I might have got to the main event and just turned it off. Like, I literally, like, oh, I was like, oh, we can just go record now. I'm done with this. I don't. There you go. All right. (laughs) No, oh, uh, after I, I, I hate to put put your Vince account on the air here, Charlie, but I'm um, having my having a Valentine's Day dinner with my fiance today. We're getting down to dinner. He texted me and go, "Is there supposed to be audio on the show?" I went, "Yeah, there's no commentary, but you got the ambient sound from the crowd, and you got the PA." Like, okay, something's wrong with my TV. This was two <laughs> hours before we started recording, so there's no possible way. And like, he fast forwarded through like half the show that he could have watched before we started recording today. And I can't get, I blame you, sir. Like, I'm not actually faulting you for it. This time. <laughs> well, after Ed told me that it was really rough, I was like, ah, you know what? Ed watched it. Jared probably watched it. I don't need to watch it. You, I'll experience it through your words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I got, oh, my God. They use Kevin fucking championship in the company. What? Yeah, they're all like K-Dojo championships, true. Like, strongest K, the 2AW. Well, Strongest K is not even not even listed here. So what they've got listed, they use the independent junior heavyweight title. They use the WEW hardcore tag team title. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Get out of here. They use the UWA middleweight and UWA tag team title out of Mexico. Okay. They have a Chiba Man tag team championship. Yeah. And then they have the open weight title, their own open weight title and their own tag team title. Shigeriri is one of their tag champs. The WEW Hardcore Tag Titles, huh? Dude. You were the WEW Hardcore Champion for a while. You no. want to try to get the tag boat? Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think I can You think I can get them to book me? <laughs> How much money would it take? Because that's all it would take. Let's be real. It would just take money. If anybody wants to sponsor this, let's get me to 2AW, and I'll tag team with Hua Dom. Dom, come with me. <laughs> me and you. We're going to go win those WEW Hardcore Tag Titles, dude. Yeah, I don't know if they actually still exist or not. Because I just went, oh, here are the matches. Here are the matches for the current champion title ring, Kuniyo Tashima and Yuma, and it's literally the match they won the title in, which was April seventeenth to twenty fifteen. Well, I don't know if that title actually still exists or not, <laughs> but it's listed okay. on Cage Match's page. Huh? Yeah, I think I can win these. I think I got it. <laughs> Let's get this going, guys. Give us money. Me and Dom, we're gonna go to Japan. We're gonna win those fucking belts. <laughs> Nobody's held Wait. Dom. Well, you just gonna like drug him and then you'll wake up in Japan. And be like, fuck the title and like, like he did with the WWE hardcore belt. Dude, what if he did? What if he attacked me? I didn't know Koo came with. And Koo takes my spot. And then him and Koo win it. Ugh, I'd be so upset. I just want to be a a Grand Slam WWE hardcore champion for WWE. I still got that referee like from Onita. I can probably make that happen. Yeah, you gotta come with us then. <laughs> oh man! So you got some uh, plugs there, Ed? Yeah, I do. Pod Van Dam. <laughs> uh, Pod Van Dam comes out every Tuesday. Uh, cover wrestling. We have a guest on. We talk to them. Super fantastic. Uh, me and Stacy, we talk about Chris Chan. 
and uh, that's it. Who's your guest uh, this week on uh, Pod Van Dam? Oh yeah, because your show comes out first. Um, it's gonna be Derek Dillinger is gonna be on. Hell yeah! I'm gonna ask him a question, or and then another question, and then a wrestling rumor. Cause <laughs> that's how I do interviews. That's how you do journalisms. Yeah. Which if you, I know you're listening, Bix. I mean, on July we'll talk about Dude Love's debut. I'm sure there's like a sweet ass fucking FMW show that happened that week. We talk about that too. We're gonna have a good time. What are we doing, Bix? We'll be on that show. <laughs> I like that everybody comes on this show and just assumes everybody else listens to this show. I know. Bix is listening. Who else did I say was listening earlier? Uh, oh, God. I don't even Fuck. remember. Somebody, somebody in the bit that we were talking about. Yeah, I can't remember now, but I'm sure they're listening. I don't think you said Triple H or Tony Khan at one point. Uh, Tony or- Khan was on episode four of Annie Cruz's wrestling podcast. How four episodes in did she get Tony Khan? Yeah, Tony Khan actually listened to a lot of wrestling podcasts. It would not be out of all the possibility for him to listen to it. Dude, what I'm, not Tony- ga- I'm not saying he does, but it, if if I were told he did, I would not shock me. Tony, I know you're listening. Triple H is trying to bring me down to Orlando. I think we both know we don't want that to happen. I think the weather's better in Jacksonville. Yeah, so let's get this deal going, Tony, all right? Okay, and just for your uh, just for your own benefit here, Ed, uh, July '97 FMW they started the uh, King of Fight Two tour right right around the time of Dude Love debut. All right, see, yeah, Bix, what are we doing? Come on, I know you're listening, Chris Zellner. I know you're a fan. Let's <laughs> let me on there. I wish I had all listeners that everybody like Orange Flacity thinks that we have lots of listeners too, and he he tries to pander for sponsors and stuff. So. <laughs> You guys are like, what, number five or six on uh, iTunes? That's right. <laughs> Turn down that Spotify money. You don't want to talk about it, Charlie Butters. I'll tell people. He said <laughs> we're not selling out. And I respect that. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Conrad holds like the top 20 fucking podcast spots on that, <laughs> all that shit. Him and uh, Meltzer. Go, go Charlie, chat, chat me up about the, about our listenership right now. Shit. <laughs> uh, so the most interesting thing that I found is that our IWA Mid-South episode is really, really uh, popular this year, and it has gotten, uh, like, it's in the top five episodes ever for this podcast, uh, the quickest, I might add. Um, the PWO episode we did at the end of the year last year is doing just as well, and yeah, that's, that's about it, so... All right, we were in a bit of a plug. Can we to go ahead? Yeah. Well, did you have anything else to plug after Super Chantastic there, Ed? Oh, just socials. Uh, at Pod Van Dam on Twitter, at Pod Van Dam on Instagram, and uh, Patreon.com slash Pod Van Dam. Got shows on there about wrestling and also not about wrestling. Like, there's an anime show now. Uh, we just talked about uh, High School DXD and about boobs. And <laughs> next time, we're going to talk about Soccer Quest, which has, was not, uh, not about boobs. Uh so it was like five bucks a month gets you that 10 bucks a month gets you more and then 20 dollars a month gets you more and more jared I, I'm, I might have to break down and join the patreon and i want to see how they can do try to do an anime show and not be completely greedy through the whole thing but sakura quest is about a girl that works at the tourism board of a small town and makes friends go they they're not gonna be able to pull that off based on that description <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, uh, Twitch at RefJayhawk, 
Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Uh, I, I'm behind on the Twitch streaming. I got to get back to it. I'm, I promised a date last week and did not actually do it. I'm promising jack shit until I actually get back to it. But. So you're just making excuses? You do that's your plug is that you're making excuses that you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing? I don't know. He's not even making a cue. I just haven't fucking done it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I turned the PlayStation on the other day. I was going to start streaming. And I went, I don't feel like streaming today. I put a different, I, I did something else. I, no, no cue for it. Didn't feel like doing it. I don't blame you. All right. Uh, remember, you can check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and It's Evolution Baby. And you can check out our other friends, pwponderings.com. Use promo code PWP for five days free at independentwrestling.tv. Big Starks brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Southern Underground Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone. You're